welcome to Barry Watson. Barry is the person who runs the office in Glasgow for the fundraisers, but the work doesn't just stay in Glasgow. Uh, Barry's net stretches far and wide, as you'll hear, and he's going to tell us a bit about that work of going door to door, knocking on loads of doors, and we'll find out exactly how many, I'm sure, in just a couple of minutes, to help raise the funds needed to keep the Erskine Veterans Charity uh, going and providing the level of care that our veterans deserve. Um, So my great pleasure to welcome to Erskine Veterans Radio, Barry Watson. Hiya, Barry. How's it going? Yeah, really well. Really well, Ian. Um, Been out in the fine Scottish weather, so can't can't complain, mate. (laughs) Good stuff. Right, well, start by telling us a bit about yourself then, and what's your connections with the armed forces, first of all? Um, Well, apart from... Both, both my grandparents were actually in the forces, Ian, both, um, as, a, as I mentioned to you earlier, my, my mum's from England and my dad was from, from Scotland, but both grand, grandfathers actually served in, in the Navy. Um, my dad's dad, John Watson, actually spent, uh, spent around about 20 years in, in the Merchant Navy, I believe, um, during, his, during his time in the, in the Navy, he travelled to Australia, Malta and also the Far East as well. Um, a few years later after he joined, he actually became a submariner as well. Um, he absolutely loved his, his time in the in the forces and he, and the, he remained in the forces until actually after the war. Um, he, over the course of his time in the forces, he, he was awarded some medals as well, which I've not actually been able to get my hands on because my uncle in Australia has them. Um, Oh, as well as that, my gran, she actually worked in the ammunition factory in Bishopton. I don't know if it, I don't know if you know about that. Ian. There used to be a factory in Bishopton, not far from Erskine. Oh, okay. They used to make the used to make all the ammunition, and I can remember being a, being a kid and when when I was playing in a in a living room. Um, she had like a set of drawers and it was all like like Russian dolls on it and there was a bomb casing on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and that was that was me as a young kid. I was about four or five or whatever, and I was playing with these Russian dolls, putting them all inside each other. And then I'd be running about, running about the my, my aunt's house in in Govan with this bomb casing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. The health and safety officers would have a would have a field day now. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, as well as that, Ian, um, I had loads of loads of mates who, um, when I was leaving school, they opted to to join the forces as well. And um, a few of them actually joined the Royal Highland Fusiliers. And actually, uh, I lost a friend in in Afghan as well. Why Why do you think it's it's important to raise money for our veterans and and in in particular Erskine? Well, f- first of all, you know, I think if anybody deserves any sort of help at all, it's it's definitely our our veterans. I mean, I've got absolutely nothing but admiration and respect for every single every single one of our service men and women, and what they've actually done for us in the past and continue to do for us as a as a country, um, they, some of these guys have actually dedicated their lives to the forces. They've, they've spent long times away from their own family. They go out there, um, they've been out there on the front line, put a life on the line for the country. And again, for me, if these guys come back and they're needing a wee bit of help, whether that be with physical injuries or a lot of guys suffer from the likes of PTSD, then I believe that it's the, the very, very least that, that we, we should do. Um, I believe it's our responsibility as a country that we all we all pull together 
and make sure that every single one of these guys get the, the support, care, care and attention that, that I'm sure we agree that they truly deserve. Um, and for myself, again, it's such a, a huge honour for me to, to represent Erskine and I'm very happy to play my part in, in helping the guys out. Yeah, and it is it is a fantastic and, and crucial job because last week we were speaking with Sarah Bannerman, who is in charge of uh, of, of all of the fundraising at, at Erskine, and, and you are a, a key part of that. Tell us a bit about what it's like heading up one of the door-to-door fundraising teams and, and what that actually entails. Well... <laughs> Well, it has to be that ranty military precision, Ian, pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but my mornings look a little bit um, like I'm, I'm in at 8 o'clock every, every single morning. I, I do 12-hour 12 days. I'm in early every single morning. I'll spend the first half of the day. I will be planning out maps and territory, where the guys are going to go, the routes of where, um, where the guys are going to be working, who's working with who, We've got a training room here in the in the Glasgow office as well, where we use taking a upskill people and we we kind of role play this some of the conversations we'll be having with the general public, and um, really just getting the guys used to to interacting with people. And if it's a newer person that we've got, we kind of want to kind of just make sure we're getting them out of their comfort zone and get, as I say, get them used to speaking to people. Um, as well as that, we'll also have like product knowledge mornings where we'll all sit down and we'll teach the guys absolutely everything there is to know about, about Erskine. And just before we set off, we'll, we have like big, big morning meetings in the morning where it can, can be quite lively in the room, real energy in the room, and we really just get the guys fired up for the, for the day ahead. Uh, then we'll leave and we, we go to the field. We like to spend about seven hours um, in the field, so we're in the field from round about one o'clock in the afternoon till eight every night, and we do that kind of six days a week. And then after that, when we, we do a debrief at the end of the night, we find out what the guys need to improve on, how their days been, any challenges they've came across, and all the positive conversations that they've, that they've had as well. But um, it's also positive when we're representing their skin, of course. A long time out there knocking on on doors and and stuff like that. So, how many doors do you knock on in a day? Do you reckon on average? Um, well, other guys knock anywhere. Well, so at the moment, Ian, we've, we've actually got thirteen guys in in the office, and on a day to day basis, the guys will knock anywhere from between ninety to one hundred and twenty doors every single day. So, as a team, we are probably knocking about one thousand five hundred doors every single day. Um, we'll obviously do that six days a week, which is giving us a total around about 9,000 9, doors every single week at the moment. Um, the guys do, they, they, work, they work really, really hard. They're out to 8 o'clock every single night. Um, and they're definitely getting their steps in as well. So they're doing a lot of walking, they're doing a lot of talking, which is, is actually ideal for me, having a wee bit of puppy fat. And I love talking to people. So, <laughs> um, But we actually, we, we do this. We're out to, as I said, we're out till 8 o'clock every single night. Um, we do this in the sunshine, hail, rain, sleet or snow, mate. Um, but as I've said before, it's absolutely nothing compared to what these guys go through. So we're happy to do all of it. What do you enjoy most about fundraising for Erskine, though? Um, again, Ian, for me, it's, it's such a huge honour and a privilege to, to represent Erskine. I've actually been a massive supporter of the charity for, for a number of years now, and I believe in everything that the, the charity actually stands for and what they're trying to achieve. Um, 
I believe it's massively important to look after our, our Scottish veterans and it gives me great pleasure that I get to actually be one of the voices between Erskine and the general public. So, um, yeah. And also, for me, the, the, highlight, the highlight is definitely the conversations that, that we have with people. Um, I've met some incredible people over my time um, whilst representing Erskine. I get asked every single day if, if I was in the forces and I tell people the same every single day that I'm just a pattern merchant for the brave guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, I'm, at, I'm meeting these people every single day. They have me in tears almost every single day, listening to people's stories, seeing them beaming with pride while they're telling their stories about their friends and their family or loved ones that have actually actually served in the forces. And also the level of respect that we get from the general public is absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. People have got nothing but nice things to say about Erskine and, and rightly so, mate. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a charity with a lot of love behind it, certainly, that I think that I've experienced that over the last few months while we're doing this radio station, that the, the amount of support that the public have for Erskine is quite phenomenal, really. Yeah. Yes. Um, tell us a memorable story about your time fundraising for Erskine, because if you're knocking on nine thousand doors a week or so, there's there's surely going to be some stories uh, behind those doors. Um, well, <laughs> I've got a, a, good, a good few. Um, how how do I narrow that down? But um, being out there every single day, Ian, I get to have some amazing conversations with people. Get to meet lots and lots of nice, genuine people. A lot of them are happy to to share their, their medals with us, um, show them show us medals from the loved ones that that the loved one received while their time in the forces. Just last week, there I spoke to someone in Thurso, um and she she showed me her granddad's medal of honour, which was pretty cool. Um, I also a couple of weeks ago I spoke to a woman who, when I when I told her I was here representing Erskine, she said that. Her mum and dad were, were the couple in the Erskine D-Day poster, and that that picture was actually taken from their their wedding day, which was pretty cool. Wow! Um, <laughs> but before I done before I done door, the the doors for Erskine, I actually done the event sort of side where we'd be like the shopping centres and all that sort of stuff. And a couple couple of memorable ones from that would definitely be um, meeting John Gregg, um, the, the ex Rangers chairman. Um, John John Gregg actually came up to me and said it was great work that we were doing and, and came up and shook my hand, which was was pretty cool. Um, and but the, a really funny one, Ian, um, I had um, this girl. She was out out working with us on our very very first day, and we had done a bit of training with her in the morning, kind of briefed her on how how we have conversations with members of the public, and we were in a shopping centre, and I was like, right. These next two people, you're going to stop them and you're going to introduce yourself and you're going to speak to them about Erskine. So she actually stops this man and woman and she goes, Hi there, how are you doing? Have you ever heard about Erskine? And the guy turns around and goes, Yeah, that's me, and points to the banner. It was actually Gary Morrison that was the, the poster guy from, from Erskine. So it was the very, very first person that she, she stopped was, was actually Gary that was on the on the standing banner, which was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and there, there are one, another couple of quick ones um, there in um, Highlight for me while representing Erskine was obviously before COVID, um, when we were invited down to spend a few hours and meet some of the, the residents and have a chat with them. It was absolutely amazing to, to get in and get a feel for 
feel for what you guys do down there and have nothing but respect for the guys down there. When I was in Inverness, I actually met Captain Alan Campbell, who is the unit welfare officer of the Free Scots in Inverness. Um, so I bumped into him and funnily enough I got chatting to him and it turns out that he was actually a squaddy with one of my next door neighbours which was which was pretty cool. Um, Captain Alan Campbell actually invited me and one of my one of my colleagues. Um, so we got to go down and uh, we actually had breakfast with Captain Alan Campbell. He introduced us to all the all the guys in the office and we got to go down there and spend a few hours with all the squaddies and stuff like that. It was absolutely amazing and such a such a pleasure to get to to meet these guys that go down there and and that are on the front line and put their life on the line for the country. It was such a huge honour and a privilege to be there. And again, if um, if Alan's listening, thank you very much for that. Now, we've heard that supporters receive a medal when they sign up, and it's something that we've mentioned quite a bit. So what's their reaction when you give them a medal? <laughs> they absolutely love it. <laughs> they absolutely love it. You can see their face beaming with pride. Um, such a such a cool giveaway to give someone at the end at the end of the conversation. And again, it makes them feel feel amazing about themselves, and, and so they should by deciding to get get behind such an amazing organisation. But um, I always say to them, there, you've probably your your family's probably got a few of the real ones. You can pop that with them, and they and they're always happy to do that. So yeah, they're absolutely amazing giveaways. Amazing. Yeah, and I think it's very rare that you would actually find any family that, if you look back in the family tree, that there isn't someone who's been involved in 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 the armed forces at some point in in the last, you know. 100 maybe 200 years or so if, if you look back you, you maybe only have to go back a few generations to find one person who's a veteran yeah yeah uh finally then, let's move to your choice of music um what what can we play for you barry um so in anybody that knows me knows i'm a massive massive oasis fan um and the song I'd like to play today is Live Forever by Oasis. And the reason I've chosen this song is actually it's my my kid's favourite song. So I've actually got the, the lyrics to this song tattooed on the back of my leg and my children have actually kept the stencil for this song and they want to get it tattooed onto them when they grow up a wee bit. Um, the reason behind the song is it's, it's basically a, a song about having a friend that can be your friend for life and you don't care about the bad points in them, but you just love them for, for the good in them. So that's my choice of song, Live Forever by Oasis. <laughs> 